the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Studios. This is AM 1280. The Patriot. WWTC. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. British Prime Minister Theresa May addressed the nation in the wake of the third terrorist attack since March. Seven dead, 48 injured, three terrorists killed in Saturday's attacks on London Bridge and in city eateries. Philippine police say the gunman behind a deadly attack on a casino complex in Manila last week was not a terrorist, but a heavily indebted Filipino gambling addict. His family identified him as married, the father of three, and a former finance department employee. He owed more than $80,000. Iraqi forces in Mosul closing in on the last pockets of urban territory still held by ISIS. The residents of Fallujah in Iraq's Sunni heartland are still struggling to rebuild nearly a year after their neighborhoods were declared liberated from the militants. For more on these stories, visit SRNNews.com. I'm Val Dior. Mark Levin only sees one group talking about Russia. When the president removed Comey, he never mentioned Russia. He didn't issue an order of any kind to stop the Department of Justice from investigating Russia. The only people who keep mentioning Russia are the Democrats. And they used to love the Russians. They used to work with the Russians to try and beat Ronald Reagan. They used to give the Russians aid and comfort during the Cold War. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thank you for listening to AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. I'm Josh Wolf from the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center. Today is sunny with a high of around 90. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 80. Download the AM 1280, the Patriot app, mobile app today so you can listen to your favorite programs wherever you are. Faster loading, more social media links to stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere. Download the AM 1280, the Patriot app today at your device's app store. for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And Swami the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the program we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651 289 4488. You can also text your comments or questions to 651-243-0390. And you can weigh in via hash, uh, Twitter. That's hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. Today is my six-year anniversary of having my own show on the Northern Alliance. Yes, it was a Saturday, 
Saturday, June 4th, 2011, I made my debut as having my own show on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I was on from 3 to 4 p.m. Saturdays back then, following Mitch Berg and Ed Morrissey back when Ed was still with the Northern Alliance. Uh, I, I remember pulling up to the station. I, I got here just as Mitch and Ed's show got started at 1. So think about that. I got here at 1 o'clock to prepare for a show that wasn't going to take place for two hours, and the show would only be one hour long. <laughs> but I was a little eager, a little anxious, I guess, because it was the first time I was flying solo, my own show and everything else. And as I'm pulling up to the station, I, I'm listening to Mitch and Ed's show, of course, and I'm thinking, my gosh, didn't they talk about all this stuff last week? I, I could have swore this sounds exactly like what they talked about last week. So I come down here, and sure enough, the producer guys, John and Tommy, uh, who used to work here, I'm like, what? What? There's no live show? What's going on? They said, well, Ed was on vacation today, and Mitch, uh, we don't know where Mitch is. And I'm like, what? What? I'm like, what's going on? I was relying on these guys watching through the glass to kind of, you know, maybe get a little juiced up, get ready to do my own show, and they're not even here. So I text Mitch, and I say, Mitch, what's going on? No live show today? And he answers back, who is this? <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't on Mitch's speed dial on his cell phone at that point, and I, I explained to him, you know, I said, well, this is Brad. I'm just, he says, oh, yeah, I'm on my way. You know, I uh, had some family issues. Da-da-da. And it turns out a few, day, a few days earlier, his uh, granddaughter, Watermelon, had been born. So I, I saw Mitch commemorating that on Facebook, that Watermelon is now six years old. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's how I always know when my Narn anniversary is coming up and whenever Mitch commemorates his granddaughter's birth, birthday. So that's how I know. But uh, anyways... Happy six-year anniversary, and I spent the first two weeks talking about the Anthony Weiner sexting scandal when he was a member of Congress. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. That is for sure. Uh, I have been, like I say, doing the show for six weeks and have maintained blogging at bradcarlson.org, and I found it's been great show prep, getting ready for my broadcast each and every week. And I put together a few blog posts of some big news stories. Obviously, the Kathy Griffin story, you know you know what that's about. The United States pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement and Mark Dayton defunding the legislature and all that I hope to get to this show. But inevitably, when you prepare to show and you feel, okay, I'm good, I have everything ready to go, I'm good to go. Uh, last night, the news comes out about a terror attack in London. And you heard a little bit about it at the top of the hour here on SRN News. And obviously, you've heard about it. Uh, as the situation became fluid last evening. Uh, from FoxNews.com, British Prime Minister uh, Theresa May condemned the evil ideology behind the London terror attacks that killed seven people and injured dozens more late Saturday night. Uh, May addressed the attack Sunday after meeting the government's COBRA Emergency Committee. She called for a tougher stance against extremists and tougher controls on cyberspace to prevent its use by extremists. She said she measures... Uh, she said the measures were needed because, quote, terrorism breeds terrorism, close quote, and attackers copy each other. And by the way, Brandon, did you get that audio clip I sent you of the prime minister? OK, I'll call for that in a little bit. Uh, prime Minister May's remarks came as t- counterterrorism police carried out raids in East London and arrested 12 people in connection with the attacks. This kind of really brings home, kind of should bring home, I don't know what it will for some people, but it kind of brings home what is really the most imminent threat that faces our world today. And I may get, you know, I don't know if I'll have time. I'll try to get to it if I can. But the Paris Climate Agreement, you know, President Trump indicated that they were not going to go along with it. They were basically pulling out of it, not going to abide by it. And people flipped out. 
know, people flipped out. Oh my God, this is a you know the apparently the uh, tr- Trump doesn't want his kids or grandkids to live in a habitable planet. You know, uh, the environmentalists were basically chiding anybody who posted a picture of themselves on social media and when they were riding on their little yachts or driving a, an SUV or eating meat and, you know, just the typical gnashing of teeth that come from environmentalists. And to be fair, environmentalism is is, is their religion. So I, I don't understand it, but uh, my faith is a very big part of my life. I just can't imagine putting faith in something that is is not you can't control by human tendencies as much as they'd like to pretend they that you can okay and those people who are the biggest finger waggers are the ones flying around in private jets and whatnot but anyways like i said i don't want to get too deep into that the point is is that it looks awfully silly the gnashing of teeth over pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement in light of another terrorist attack in England. Obviously, the one in Manchester at the Ariana Grande concert that took place two, three weeks ago, and now the one in London. And our friend Brian Strasser, uh, Brian is typically has a, appeared on the Northern Alliance so as, a, as a, in his capacity as uh, uh, one of the bigwigs with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. I don't know if his official title, I don't know if he's like chair or president or whatever, but he's a big deal within the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And sadly, a lot of these terror attacks have taken place in Europe over the past year or so. You know, the Bastille Day attack in France, there was an attack in Sweden, obviously the one in Manchester a few weeks ago, the one in London yesterday. And pretty much every time, Brian on his Facebook page writes, uh, the war is here, and it doesn't really care if you want to be a part of it. And I want to play that clip from Prime Minister uh, Theresa May in her response to this terrorist attack. I thought it was a it was a pretty solid response until pretty much the last couple of sentences that she conveyed. And I'll go through that quick. So it's about two minutes long. So hang with me, uh, Brandon. Here we go. As So far, so good. It is an ideology that claims our Western values of freedom, democracy, and human rights are incompatible with the religion of Islam. Yes. It is an ideology that is a perversion of Islam and a perversion of the truth. Yes. Defeating this ideology is one of the great challenges of our time, but it cannot be defeated through military intervention alone. Correct. It will not be defeated through the maintenance of a permanent defensive counter-terrorism approach, however skillful its leaders and practitioners. It will only be defeated when we turn to provide a way from this violence and make them understand that our values 
pluralistic British values are superior to anything offered by the teachings and supporters of truth. Okay. So it sounded great until right near the end where she was talking about basically creating an atmosphere that would make these people embrace pluralistic British values. Sounds great in theory, and it sounds awfully similar to someone who used to work in under in Secretary of State John then Secretary of State John Kerry's office. I forget her name. I think it was Marie Harf basically said the best way to prevent it is to is to give these young people jobs and that will essentially uh thwart their will to uh join the this uh, uh radical ideology and it's just far too simplistic it sounds good in theory but Mark Stein was talking on uh, Fox News this morning and says you know even though some of these uh folks are natives of these Western world countries. I mean, the, uh, Salman Abedi, he was born in Manchester, England. He was the one who strapped the bomb to himself and blew himself up at the Ariana Grande concert, killing uh, several people. So that, that, that sounds nice, but at the end of the day, this ideology is not going to be satisfied until they hang, until they basically are able to put their flag in the ground of, of Buckingham Palace or the White House. And the difficulty is, you know, Trump's travel ban that got shot down by a couple by a couple different courts. And if it gets to the Supreme Court, it will probably um, be upheld by or probably be allowed to stand by the Supreme Court because Donald Trump, as the executive, has that purview. I don't know that that is the be all end all issue, because if you have people living in their their citizens of one of these Western world countries, and they're being radicalized, whether it's online or, or uh, I guess, the Salman Abedi, he traveled to Libya, where his parents were from, got some training there, and came back to Manchester. Well, he was a he's a citizen of Manchester, so I don't know that his traveling back and forth necessarily raised red flags. I think he was on the radar of intelligence officials for some other reasons. Um, but that's the big challenge, even if Trump's travel ban is eventually uh, allowed to stand, and if it gets to the Supreme Court and they allow it to stand— uh, I don't know that that's a be-all, end-all. That's going to be the great prevention of this uh, ideology. So uh, it sounds simplistic to say let's have them embrace our values, but um, this is one of the dangers of multiculturalism. People want to come here to America because we are more free, and they're more free to exercise their faith and their religion and and free to do things in, in this country that they don't have opportunities to do in their other country, you know, like they're, especially if they're more entrepreneurial minded, the opportunities to maybe have their own business in their, in their respective native country is impossible, but here in America it is. Okay. But the problem is that we're becoming so politically correct that they seize on that opportunity and they come here and they're able to, to practice their religion. And if their religion somehow violates laws that are already on the books in this country, Unfortunately, a lot of politicians are are turning a blind eye because they say, "Wow, we, we want to be sensitive to their religion. We want to, be, you know, it's too much politically political correctness, and that may ultimately what harms us in the uh, long run." I, I like a lot of what Prime Minister May had to say in that brief clip, uh, but uh, you know how how you can thwart attacks um, without eroding your most basic civil liberties, and I'm I'm not talking. Sp- you know now about London necessarily about but here in America, um, if they're being ra- if citizens of this co- if our country are being radicalized, 
I don't know how you prevent that without eroding some of your more basic civil liberties. So very, a lot of very touchy issues. It's, uh, it, it is the great challenge of our time. That uh, prime minister may had a, had exactly right. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Darn, hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now when you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. There is no better steward of your money than you. Helping you create wealth and income is our number one. Online Trading Academy teaches you trading and investing skills so you can protect and grow your investments to retire on your terms and never outlive your retirement savings. We teach you one-on-one how to grow your investments, even in a market that's at an all-time high. If your retirement is in a 401k or 403b, you can still learn the tools to improve their performance. Many students maintain their full-time jobs, but still love learning to be more consistent while making a great second income from this market. We have been teaching successful trading techniques for 20 years. Once you get the education, you can trade on your own with confidence. Text OTA to 313131 and register for a free trading and investing workshop or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. Dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America. America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. 
You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. And by the way, I had a chance to listen to the rebroadcast of King's show uh, this morning. They replay it from 9 to 11 on AM 1440 on Sundays. Fantastic stuff he had on... Um, uh, I've, oh, gosh. I've, how embarrassing. I've, uh, I, I've had Kim on my show. I forgot Kim's last name. Kim Crockett. Kim Crockett of the Senator of the Center of the American Experiment uh, talking about uh, Dayton's objections to the uh, latest tax bill and why he defunded the legislature and all. That was fantastic stuff. So you should be listening to King's show every Saturday, and if not, you should always be catching the podcast. I guess that's my overarching message. And my friend and colleague, King, or, uh, Mitch Berg, on these very airways, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. He's on every Saturday from one to three p.m. right here in AM twelve eighty. He is the headliner. I am the closer, closing out this weekend's programming. Uh, it was pretty much all Kathy Griffin all the time <laughs> for the most of last week uh, regarding the uh, controversy. A very, uh, uh, shall we say, disgusting and shocking photo. I don't shock easily. But uh, that one, I was uh, taken aback. This is from the abcnews.com story. Comedian Kathy Griffin has apologized for a photo of herself holding what appears to be a bloody, decapitated, fake head of President Trump, despite sweeping bipartisan disapproval of the image. The photo, taken by celebrity photographer Tyler Shields, was posted by Griffin and Shields Tuesday to their social media accounts. Quote, I captioned this, there was blood coming out of his eyes, blood coming out of his wherever, Griffin tweeted, referring to an exchange between Donald Trump and former Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly during the primary season. Uh, If you're an avowed anti-Trump person like Kathy Griffin is, yet you have unified a large majority of the entire U.S. population against your expression of Trump hatred, you've accomplished something. Okay, because there is... Such a there, there there are very few moderate voices when it comes to President Trump. There's some that uh, that that love him and and he can't he can do no wrong in their eyes. And there are those who if who cannot give him credit for anything whatsoever because they don't view him as a legitimate president. So therefore, they don't want to give him any legitimacy. Is this kind of their uh, argument because resist or something and. Uh, like I said, I don't shock easily, but I have to admit I was jarred by this photo of a severed head uh, because it did bear a strong resemblance to a head in the aftermath of being decapitated, uh, which I guess was the point of the photo. Because uh, I've watched videos. I've watched videos back in the back about 2003, 2004, 2005 when Al-Qaeda was posting online video of their beheading an American and then showing the head in the aftermath. And... I didn't do that to because I, I I am a glutton for punishment or that I want to prove I have like a strong stomach or anything. I did it for myself for the simple reason that I always want to be reminded of this evil that exists because obviously when our lawmakers implement policy regarding the war on terror, uh, these are some of the things that I remember, you know, and, and again, so I, I know that's an aside, but, uh, to me, the saddest commentary of this whole incident is how pleasantly surprised uh, political righties, myself included, how surprised we were in that even the most ardent anti-Trump voices unequivocally condemned Kathy Griffin's actions. I mean, Keith Olbermann, Deborah Messing, Alyssa Milano, the elites, uh, 
Hollywood elites, TV elites, although Keith Oberman is really nothing anymore. He's he, his his uh, videos that he puts up looks like uh, looks like a poor man's Wayne's World, where he's doing it out of his basement and putting up a bed sheet as a background or whatever. But he he is definitely a loud anti-Trump voice. All of them are like, whoa, 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 time out, time. That, that that crosses the line. Our own Senator Al Franken took a couple of days before he really uh, decided to uh, condemn it, and then he finally canceled an event between. Uh, he and Kathy Griffin took a couple of days, but he finally got around to doing the right thing. And obviously this backlash was so overbearing that Kathy Griffin, within a matter of hours, had to uh, ha- had to an issue a mea culpa. So, Brandon, if we've got that audio ready, Kathy Griffin apologizing. I apologize. I am just now seeing the reaction of these images. I'm a comic. I crossed the line. I moved the line. Then I crossed it. I went way too far. The image is too disturbing. I understand how it offends people. It wasn't funny. I get it. I've made a lot of mistakes in my career. I will continue. I asked your forgiveness, taking down the image, going to ask the photographer to take down the image, and I begged for your forgiveness. I went too far. I made a mistake, and I was wrong. Okay. Comedian Kathy Griffin, for what it's worth, I accept her apology. I don't know that her uh, career should be ruined. I mean, but again, that's what free markets is about. She's in the entertainment industry and people can decide with their footsteps, with their pocketbooks, whether they want to continue to support her. I mean, I don't think she should be made to suffer. And I don't for one minute think that she was calling for somebody to go ahead and decapitate the president. I just think it was just an ill-advised attempted humor. That's all. I, I didn't see her as a grave threat. You know, some people were seeing the Secret Service Twitter feed of this photo. And, I, you know, obviously they look into anything that is pretty harsh towards the president just to do their due diligence. But, I, I you know, again, I don't look I don't see it as a threat as much as it was just, again, ill-advised attempted humor. But this is what Kathy Griffin said that she uh, planned on doing last December. She said she is going to it's going to be no holds barred toward uh, President Donald Trump. And she even talked about, I'm going to take it even a step further and go after his kid, Barron. Now, typically, when you criticize a politician, the politician's kids, especially if they're if they're not adults, okay, they're off limits. And I think comedy should be the same way. Comedy, you get a little more leeway on some things, but I still think that the kids should should be off limits, even in comedy. But she was going to try to make hay out of that. So this is something she was talking about doing. And it's it's the classic throw stuff up against the wall, st- see if it sticks. You know, she she uh, will say this or that about whomever, and people may express shock, but other people think it's hilarious, and then she'll keep going. And like she says, she moved the line, and she crossed it, moved the line again, and crossed it again. And, and then she realized she went too far. And the big thing that came up, near the end of last week was she got a lawyer. Uh, Lisa Bloom is going to represent her. uh, I don't know. Is she filing a lawsuit or exploring whether she was a victim of her harassment? Because obviously the president's wife, Melania, his children, specifically Donald Jr. uh, And even the president himself called her out on it saying it's disgusting. It's sick. The president himself said my, my son, Baron, who's 11 years old, Incredibly disturbed by this. And there were some stories that Barron thought that was real. He th- he saw it circulated and for a split second thought that was really his father being decapitated. De- awful. Awful. I can't 
Imagine what that young man must have been feeling, if indeed that that were true. Again, these are reports that were that have come out. I don't know if they've been confirmed, but it's beside the point. Just a depiction of your parent being beheaded. Disgusting. And now Kathy Griffin is hiring this Lisa Bloom as her lawyer. And she's saying, well, she's been a victim of the, the Trump family harassing her. Isn't that amazing? You put up this shocking photo of you uh, pretending that you've decapitated the president, and suddenly you're the victim here. Well, again, unless we don't live in a dictatorship, Trump cannot throw you in a gulag, okay? He can't have you drawn and quartered. He can he can respond. You know, you say, well, the president's trying to silence me. No one's trying to silence you, but guess what? Your detractors aren't going to be silenced either, Miss Griffin. President Trump called you out, called it disgusting. Donald Trump Jr., same thing. Called her out on it as did Melania Trump, okay? And yet the the word that Lisa Bloom, Kathy Griffin's attorney, said, well, she's being targeted by the first family. If by targeted you mean the family strenuously objecting to their husband-slash-father's faux decapitation, yeah, okay, that's targeting, I guess. Brave new world. And you know what's funny? Uh, Gloria Allred is typically the attorney who represents a lot of these women and— preys on their feelings of victimhood and chooses to represent them. Now, don't get me wrong, Gloria Allred has represented some people that have been legitimate victims. I'm not suggesting that she hasn't, but she does prey on some who cry victimhood, and she's right there, the the, the textbook definition of an ambulance chaser. And I remember saying on Twitter when Lisa Bloom was representing Kathy Griffin, I said, what, Gloria Allred wasn't available? And some, some people replied back to me, you do realize that's Gloria Allred's daughter, right? And I thought they were kidding. No, Lisa Bloom is Gloria Allred's daughter. I'm like, come on. They've made this into a family business, this ambulance chasing? Seriously? Oh, it's just, it, it, it's crazy. So, I, again, I don't know why she has an attorney. The only reason you get an attorney is you're exploring the possibility of a lawsuit. But I got to tell you, replying on Twitter how disgusting your act was when you were perpetrating an act of decapitating my father, or in the case of Melania Trump, her husband, um, I, I don't understand how that's harassment, but either way, uh, I got my popcorn ready. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan, near 35E and Diffley Road. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. If you're a CPAP user, soap and water cleaning may leave harmful bacteria, viruses, and mold that can make you sick. That alone will keep you up at night. 
until now. SoClean.com is the world's first and only automated hands-free CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. SoClean kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs without soap, water, harsh chemicals, or even equipment disassembly. And now you can try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-960-4646. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. SoClean's revolutionary design makes it easy to clean your CPAP and protect you against CPAP-related illnesses. Plus, SoClean works with all popular CPAP devices to clean them in minutes. It really is that easy. Don't risk your health. Call SoClean.com now to try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-960-4646. This offer won't last. Call now. 800-960-4646. 800-960-4646. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Students at the University of Notre Dame recently staged a walkout protest against Vice President Mike Pence, who was the university's commencement speaker. One young man interviewed about the protest looked squarely into the camera and said, Commencement is about us. It's not about national politics. This is a distraction. Well, this is a profound misunderstanding of the commencement ceremony, and it's also a reflection of the incredible narcissism that seems now to affect so many at various age levels in American society. The commencement is actually a celebration of learning and the dignity of education. It's about achievement, yes, but it's also about promise. It's about obligation and responsibility on the part of the graduates, even as they depart the campus of the university or other institution of higher education and pursue their callings in life. But that statement, it's about us, when it comes to commencement, is very revealing. It tells us a great deal about a fundamental moral shift that has taken place in this country. I'm Albert Moeller. Hey, welcome back, Game Twelve Eight of the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. As always, check out my blog, bradcarlson.org. And my work is also featured at True North. Check it out on the web, looktruenorth.com. The top center-right, your one-stop shop for center-right conservative thought here in the Twin Cities area. I dare it even expands to the upper Midwest. Let's call it that, the, uh, your one-stop shop for center-right political thought in the upper Midwest. That's True North. Check it out on the web, looktruenorth.com. Here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. And please use hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N when weighing in via Twitter as well. I want to get to a couple of other news items from this past week, some local news. Uh, I have a series at my blog called Our Perpetually Petulant Governor. And this past week, we were up to part number 2,339. And people have asked me, what does... The number mean part 2,339. Well, that's the number of days he's been in office. So <laughs> hence the uh, the phrase perpetually petulant. Uh, let's look at the uh, this is from the NPRnews.org. Uh, Mark Dayton. Uh, well, first of all, let me set up by saying this. Uh, this is the final biennium budget Mark Dayton is going to be seeing as Minnesota governor. He's not running for reelection. And this is obviously a budget year. Next year's session, obviously, there will not be budget. So this is final biennium budget. 
And we thought maybe, just maybe, we could get through uh, this budget session without a lot of dramatics. Well, apparently that was uh, too much to hope for. I mean, yeah, the governor went ahead and signed off on the $46 billion budget pass uh, by the legislature this uh, last week. But the tax relief bill, well, that was a little more complicated. And again, this is from nprnews.org. Uh, governor Dayton said he would allow a tax relief package to become law without his signature, but chastised Republican lawmakers for adding what he called a poison pill provision to the bill that would have eliminated all Minnesota Department of Revenue funding if it were killed, a move the governor described as, quote, reprehensible sneak attack, close quote. In response, Dayton used his power to eliminate spending for the House and Senate. The gravity of that move wasn't immediately clear, but it's certain to trigger a confrontation with GOP legislators. Legislative leaders, I should say. When asked about slashing legislative funding, Dayton told reporters, well, they can come back and get it restored. We'll find out how much money they have stashed away in reserve accounts. So basically, Dayton doesn't like some provisions in the tax bill, tax relief bill. And his way of maybe bringing leaders back to the table to negotiate it and thus call a special session to ratify whatever they agree to, because the governor typically doesn't like to call a special session unless they have an agreement in place beforehand. Then he calls a session, the members vote on it, and boom, they can go home. But he's saying, yeah, I'll only do that. Uh, I'll, I'll restore your funding only if uh, you know you come back and kind of talk to me about some of these provisions of the tax relief bill that I find a little disturbing. And again, listen to King Bannon show from yesterday. He he and uh, Kim Crockett do a great job discussing some of the issues of which he objected to and his woeful misunderstanding of some of the issues, particularly uh, people saying that there's a big tax cut for big tobacco. Uh, not quite how it works. So again, listen to King's show to find out more about the uh, wonky economic side of that. But anyways, uh, is Dayton implying that they can have the funding restored only if they come back to rework terms of the relief package, tax relief package? Because doesn't that sound like the textbook definition of extortion? You know, hey, uh, yeah, you can have this back, if, but only if you come back to the table and renegotiate some things that I want. I mean, to defund a co-equal branch of the legislature because they did they passed something in a bill that you don't like? Uh, yeah, that's, I, I'm no, again, I'm no legal beagle, but that doesn't pat quite pass a smell test. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, the reason I emphasize the phrase, you know, I emphasize the phrase Dayton used his power. Um, it's because it appears it isn't his power to wield and a friend of the broadcast and current Republican candidate for attorney general, or one of the Republican candidates for attorney general, Harry Niska, uh, wrote about this on his campaign's uh, Facebook page. Said, uh, Governor Dayton's line item veto of the entire budget for the legislature is a blatant violation of the constitutional principle of separation of powers. In fact, this is the quintessential example a law professor could use to demonstrate the concept. One branch cannot eliminate another branch simply because it disagrees with the decisions of the branch. So did the DIA... So how did the leading DFL candidate respond to this blatantly unconstitutional partisan act? By lauding it as a, quote, brilliant move, close quote. The leading DFL candidate he's referring to uh, for attorney general who lauded this as a brilliant move, it's uh, Ryan Winkler. So the leading DFL candidate for Minnesota attorney general is a guy who in 2013 
referred to a black U.S. Supreme Court justice as an Uncle Thomas? That's a leading DFL candidate? Brave new world. (coughs) Again, sorry, another digression. Harry continues on his post, uh, this is why I'm running. The attorney general must be someone who defends the Constitution, not someone who revels in the unconstitutional actions taken by their allies. We need an attorney general who enforces and upholds the law for all Minnesotans. So the main disagreement that uh, Governor Dayton has had is this uh, provision was put into the tax relief package where if it was vetoed, therefore funding would be removed from the Minnesota uh, Department of Revenue. And I'm on the uh, uh, email list. Uh, Susan Clausmore, she is the, uh, let me get her, let me get Susan. Susan, another, uh, Susan is another friend of the broadcast. I want to get her title right. She's the du- Director of Public Affairs for the uh, House Republican Caucus. And uh, there was a, uh, In a letter dated May 30th, 2017, Governor Dayton claimed a poison pill was snuck into the state government finance bill without his knowledge, calling this, quote, last-minute legislative treachery, close quote. I love love some of the the verbiage Governor Dayton uses. Like, he he likes to use the word dastardly uh, quite a bit. You know, again, all I can picture is snidely whiplash twirling his mustache is saying dastardly. Yeah. Anyways, (coughs) boy, I'm going to... Brandon, you got to keep me on task here. I'm getting a lot of digressions here. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, anyways, Dayton claimed that his staff did not have access to bill language until minutes before passage. And uh, Susan Clausmer, again, Director of Public Affairs, House Republican Caucus, says this is false. The provision was included in every draft of the special session state government finance bill shared with the governor's administration. The bill was made publicly available online at 6 a.m. on Wednesday, May 24th, and was sent directly to the governor's senior staff prior to being made public. The legislature allowed for public review of the bill for more than 36 hours prior to passage on Thursday, May 25th at 8 p.m. In addition to the ample time the governor had to review the bill, Minnesota Management and Budget Commissioner Myron Franz and the governor's senior staff discussed the bill language with legislative staff on numerous occasions and never raised this provision as a point of concern. I find this totally plausible that the governor uh, either read, glossed over it and didn't give it much attention until after it came to his desk or didn't bother to really read anything. Remember the, I I mean, you need to, we can give you a laundry list of examples. Like there was a, uh, there was one year, uh, I can't for the life of me remember what year it was, but apparently there, when it was just when the DFL had complete control of the state legislature. So it would have either been 2013 or 2014, they passed some sort of tax provision that would have increased taxes I believe, on the sale of capital equipment to farmers. And it's only when Governor Dayton went to Farm Fest, these farmers come up to him and say, uh, Governor Dayton, what's, you know, we're, we're, we're hurting here, and then you increase taxes on some of our purchases? What's up with that? And the governor da- governor seemed shocked, taken aback by this. And then he wanted to call a special session and say, well, I, I didn't realize that was on the bill. Can we, can, can we rework this? Wait a minute, Governor, your signature is on it. You know, how about the Viking Stadium? The Viking Stadium... His big pet project signed off on that. 
And then it was only afterwards he realized that personal seat licenses, the revenue generated from personal seat licenses, that's a one-time fee that season ticket holders have to pay just to have the right to have their season tickets, and it's a pretty exorbitant fee, that the Wilf family, the owner of the Vikings, could use revenue from those personal seat licenses to offset their share of the cost of the Viking stadium. And the governor pitched a fit over it because he was touting this as the people's stadium. Well, uh, there were some things in the bill that weren't widely understood. We need to, re- we're, you know, we need to re- renegotiate that. Okay, so this idea that the governor now with this uh, finance bill, the state government finance bill, that he wasn't aware of this poison pill. Well, it's probably because, like these other examples, he didn't either didn't understand what was in it, or didn't understand the concept, or didn't read the whole thing through. So again, I find this totally possible and. How is that the fault of the legislature? You're going to defund the legislature. You know, you've got support staff who are still going to be working this summer, all right, that aren't going to get paid as a result of this. So this is textbook textbook extortion in my mind, basically saying, well, you can have your funding back, but, uh, you know, we're going to need to kind of work out some things in this uh, tax relief package. And uh, I've... I haven't been following the story as closely over the past couple of days, so I'm not sure if the GOP leadership has decided to seek counsel in order to bring forward uh, to uh, ultimately it would probably go to the state Supreme Court, I would imagine, uh, to say that the government overstepped his authority. Well, we'll see how that how this all shakes out. But uh, uh, in the governor's mind, what does he have to lose? If he gets his finger slapped and say, well, sorry, Governor Dayton, you can't do that, what does he care? I mean, he's got only one more session to have to endure the legislature, and that's next year, and that's typically the year reserved for uh, for a bonding bill. If there's any legislation put forth, it's a, typically a shorter session, you know, in, in uh, even years. So, in his mind, what has he got to lose? You know, and and someone mentioned that you know people just were enraged. Some you know people right on the right of center were enraged over this, and there were some people on the left who didn't want to touch it because it was so toxic. Particularly some of the. Uh, DFL gubernatorial candidates like DFL uh, Representative Tina Liebling, who is running, uh, who's attempting to be the DFL nominee for governor in 2018, you know, uh, didn't particular, didn't exactly endorse this move. And Governor Dayton even indicated that some of his staff questioned this move as well. So that just tells you that um, he's on his own on this one and he doesn't care because he's got you know, less than two years remaining in his term. He only has one more session to endure the legislature, which, of course, is the 2018 legislative session. Then he can go off and do well, whatever he does when he isn't uh, when he isn't in the uh, governor's mansion, I guess. So uh, obviously a story that uh, will that that'll keep updated. Obviously, the um, uh, uh, July 1st is, I guess, the magic date, because if the legislative funding isn't back in place by July 1st or some facets that are not going to not going to get paid. Some staffers may not be getting paid. So uh, definitely a story we are going to be keeping track of over the next few weeks. That is for certain. One final segment coming up on this edition of The Closer with me, Brad Carlson, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call back in mere moments. Go nowhere. When it feels like the world is so AM 1280, The Patriot. 
A parking lot full of holes can make your place of business look bad, both to customers and to your employees. Let Allied Blacktop make your school, church, or company more inviting with pricing as low as it's been in 10 years. Allied Blacktop does it all, from repairing to sealing or installing a completely new lot. Call now to get on Allied Blacktop's schedule. The season is short and it's filling up fast. Allied Blacktop, the premier commercial and municipal asphalt maintenance and repair contractor in Minnesota. Online at AlliedBlacktopMN.com. Eldridge and Stockwell were able to provide us with that information that we needed to actually end up putting the offer on it. They made the entire process, which is pretty complicated, to be very, very smooth. That made it very pleasant and easy. They were like a, a partner in my efforts to find my dream home that I'm in now. I'm Don. And I'm Jason. Let us know how we can help you. 651-400-0773. 651-400-0773. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone. Because if you give us a call right now, you'll be able to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling miniCPAP.com, 1-800-919-5232. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-5232. That's 1-800-919-5232. Welcome back, AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One was a light and a candle. Two was the color of the rain. One the final segment on the broadcast. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Well, I wasn't sure I was going to get through all these uh, topics today. Try to keep them at one per hour. And I think I'm going to be able to pull it off. And, of course, I was talking about earlier the gnashing of teeth by environmentalists when uh, President Donald Trump decided to Uh, pull the United States out of the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. And, of course, the typical apocalyptic outlooks were coming out about how this planet's only going to be habitable for a certain number of years. Apparently, Trump doesn't want his kids or grandkids to have clean water or a habitable planet and uh, and all these sorts of things. And, uh, you know, 
I, I think that you could probably get a lot more people to your side if the and and I'm this may be an obvious statement, but obvious it's apparently not obvious to everyone. If you just tone it down a little bit, when you keep making these apocalyptic predictions and they don't come to pass, I'm sorry. People are going to be skeptical. They're not. People aren't. There are some people who flat out deny uh, climate change. The climate is changing, and most people on my side politically don't deny that. A lot of people I talk to don't necessarily deny that. They're just saying the legislation that you're trying to try put forth to prevent it would do significant damage to this economy without making a substantive having a substantive impact on the issue. That's all. And that's what we're questioning. We, we, we just ask questions it's like, well, wait a minute. Won't that basically bankrupt this nation for making little to no change to the to, to try to head this off? And you're basically called a denier, heretic, traitorous, whatever, you know, and the, the people who do most of the finger wagging are those that fly all over the country and have multiple times the carbon footprint of someone like myself. And yet they have the audacity to wave their proverbial fingers in our faces, saying, you know, calling us heretics, again, traitorists, uh, deniers, whatever. And here's, I, I've said it a million times before on this program, the best way people like Al Gore and Leo DiCaprio and Elon Musk and, well, Elon Musk, he, he puts his money where his mouth is with, uh, you know, obviously with the, with the Tesla, but... Um, he was more than willing to take the government subsidies. He could really make a big statement by not accepting the government subsidies or returning what government subsidies he's received. But people who fly all over the country in their in their uh, in their uh, private jets, if if you would actually hold virtual meetings where you would like Skype into meetings instead of traveling and live in a smaller house, then people might say, "Huh." Boy, they're they're because I'm sorry. If it's as apocalyptic as you say, then why aren't then the best way to show leadership is by being the best example, and not having a carbon footprint multiple times the size of someone like myself. A, a, an average schmo drives a Saturn to and uh, to and from work. Okay, so I, I you know I'm just throwing it out there. But the overall issue with this is nothing really changes with Trump pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Nothing changes because there was no binding agreement. When Barack Obama entered into this agreement at the end of 2015, it was a pledge to say we're going to try to reduce emissions, fossil fuels by this percentage, by this point. But there was never any commitment. There's no way you could get, what was it, 150, 200 uh, uh, different countries to agree to this. If, if there was something that was binding, there was no way. And I dare say that the United States almost by default does better in this area in reducing emissions and fossil fuels than, say, uh, than say China. Almost by default. But yet, you know, signing on to an agreement, it's, it's, it's just classic leftism, symbolism over substance. That's all this is. And Gabriel Mailer wrote a great piece. He's, an, he's a, a, an attorney, and he wrote a great piece at the Washington Examiner 
As President Trump announced that the United States would end its participation in the Paris Agreement on Climate Change, pundits and journalists seized on a claim that the U.S. cannot withdraw until November 2020. This tut-tutting, which often took the form of chiding, of a chiding, actually no, or technically he cannot, is rules-lawyering nonsense. Although true in the most hyper-technical uh, hyper, uh, sense, the claim has no bearing on whether the U.S. will be participating in the Paris Agreement during the next three and a half years. The November 2020 timeline seized on by troubled Democrats comes from Article 28 of the Paris Agreement itself, which provided that a party cannot withdraw from the agreement until three years after it came into effect and not without an additional one year of notice. Since the agreement came into effect in November 2016, they therefore cannot reason that the U.S. cannot withdraw uh, in, in, uh, until November 2020 at the earliest. This reasoning is fine so far as it goes, but overlooks the fatal flaw in the Paris Agreement. It is not binding on the United States and lacks any enforcement mechanism. The agreement is non-binding because there was no way to get so many nations to agree to uh, notionally uh, reduce greenhouse gas emissions. For its part, the U.S. committed to voluntarily reduce, voluntarily reduce emissions under former President Barack Obama. Okay, so they agreed to voluntarily do it. But, again, this was nothing but political points Trump was trying to score with his base. He could say, look, promise kept. I said when I was running for president, we pull out of the Paris Climate Accord, and look, we've done it. But had they done absolutely nothing over the time they'd been on it, it would have been no different than pulling out of it. And guess what? Innovation doesn't stop. Companies are still looking for ways to have vehicles run more efficiently on alternative fuels. So the innovation's not going to stop, and as great ideas come to the forefront, guess what? We're all looking to save the environment and save money and make it more lucrative for all of us. So that that part hasn't stopped either. So basically this is a toothless move by Trump anyhow. Uh, I've enjoyed it. As always, folks, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Turn all of the this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now when you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Even the best students will struggle at some point in school. For many children, it is the subject of math that is most often the issue. There's a solution to the problem. It's Mathnasium, a math-only learning center designed to get your kids back on track. Does it work? 
Listen to what Megan, a Mathnasium student, has to say. When I first came in, I was not sure I wanted to be here. I knew I wanted to raise my grade, and I knew that would take work, but I wasn't sure how much I was going to like it. I learned that I was making math too hard for myself, and that it's much simpler, and that's what the teachers here help you learn. With Mathnasium, your child no longer needs to struggle. Instead, they have the opportunity to turn a weak subject into their strongest. Now my math grades are really good, actually. I'm actually getting an A right now. Give them a call to find out how they can improve your child's math skills and school performance. Visit us online at mathnasium.com or call us at 877-601-MATH. Help your child to succeed with help from Mathnasium, where they make math make sense to kids. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, is offering all seniors 20% off their plumbing services every Wednesday. Take advantage of Ben Franklin's senior discount. That's 20% off your plumbing services every Wednesday. If there's any delay, it's you they pay. Call Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber, at 877-BEN-1776. If there's any From the Nepsis Capital Management Studio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.